If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Su. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Here we go. Welcome in early on a Monday morning as we are live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Mitch Moss along with Polly Howard. We will recap a lot of what took place yesterday in the National Football League tied into what we have moving forward as we do have a week 11 opening numbers coming up on today's show. A Monday Night Football preview, a little college football sprinkled in throughout the entire mix today. Josh Elbebaum on the show uh, today and Michael Lombardi as well. And Paulie, as I'm watching that game last night out here in Las Vegas, and Zach Wilson wasn't like Tommy DeVito bad. (laughs) <laughs> but it, it is, you know, what you see is what you get with this guy. You all know that Zach Wilson's not a very good quarterback. One of, if not the worst, full-time starting quarterbacks in the entire NFL. And to tie in just what we saw yesterday again, this team had a chance. The management had a chance. The front office, the people above Robert Sala had a chance to go out and get a player like Joshua Dobbs. And they refused to do it. And you reap what you sow. And there is, again, this Raiders team is 5-5. Five and five. Folks, I say it every single Monday. They stink, and they win all these games, and they beat all these average to below average teams. The Jets can't lose a game. That should have been 21-3 in the second quarter. Yep, no doubt. Uh, Tariko mentioned it, the red zone issues. Uh, Jet Nation took over. It was packed here Friday night with Jet fans. Fireman Ed's here. They're doing the chant every two minutes. It was so obnoxious, but uh, good for them showing up and it's your, the red zone issues, the horrible interception. You mentioned it yesterday. Tip of the cap to our guy Fitz. Tom Pelosero mentioned it today on NFL Network. Carson Wentz reached out again and said, sure, no interest, no. No, it was because they still think what could have been because he played well in the Kansas City game, which Fitz said that's the worst thing that happened because it gave him hope yeah. how he looked on the game against the Chiefs on the Sunday night. You only allow 16, you lose uh, the horrible interception. You only score 12. It's the ultimate what could have been season. You are right. The Steelers are are like the Raiders. The Raiders are like the Steelers. How do they win games? How do they get this done? Tough one for the Jets and their fans. Raiders are sitting here at 5-5 this morning, and they actually are thinking in that locker room now they can make the playoffs, (laughs) which is just maybe they can. Uh, Maybe Antonio Pierce makes a run for coach of the year. I have no idea. But Jacobs, they're going to – what's clear from, again, last night, Antonio Pierce has said this over and over and over again, did it again on the broadcast last night. we got to get back to who we are. We're a running football team. Jacobs had 27 carries last night. Yeah, it was nice to see. So they're not going to be afraid to pound him every game. So, I mean, the cat's out of the bag at this point. But, like, for rushing attempts moving forward with Jacobs every single game, he's going to touch 20, if not more. Uh, the yards could be a factor as well, but they're just gonna—they're gonna pound him to death. Yep. Doesn't matter who they're playing. Jets have a really good defense. He still got—he uh, went off for 116 yards last yep. night. Adams off the milk carton too. 
So I know he only got 16, but uh, how about Mayer, 25 to 1, first touchdown? What a catch. I, I, you were looking at no touchdown in that game. That was certainly in play. What a catch, what a throw. Um, but the, the other thing, too, it's, uh, you know, Salah, uh, some of it's officiating, but again, penalties every single game. You got to clean it up, and uh, you can point the finger at Joe Douglas because you're exactly right. Yep. Do- it's not just the Jets. Anyone could have had Dobbs. And now he's looking, might like maybe take the Vikings to the playoffs with another win. Incredible and, story. And they have three games in a row that are absolutely winnable games, the Vikings. And just how that was, you know, one of the games in that early window. And that was pretty much the ongoing theme from yesterday's action. The drama in the NFL really delivered yesterday. For the first time in history, you had five games finish with a game-winning field goal at the buzzer to win the game. The most ever in history was three. So that had never done, uh, been done before. And every time I look at Josh Dobbs' play, I'm like, yeah, he wasn't the reason why Arizona stunk. Dobbs is having a heck of a season. And to wake up this morning and not see Kevin O'Connell as the shortest shot in the board to win coach of the year is absolutely absurd. If they voted for that award today, he would have to win it, in my opinion, with a runaway vote. Yeah, he's I, only he's only the fourth choice at DraftKings. Think get, about that. Get out of here. Well, Peter King today says my coach of the year is Ryan's. He's doing a good job. Yeah, he's no doing doubt. a very good job. Remember how bad that defense was, and uh, they were eleven thirty eight and one the last three years. They are in the playoffs. If they started today, they're a game behind Jacksonville in the division. Stroud's in the MVP race. They have three in a row coming up at home. Slowick, the OC, is doing an outstanding job. And from the amazing but true department, Minnesota's 1-4 and four with Jefferson. 5-0 and oh without? <laughs> oh, God, what yeah. a funny sport. Uh, but it's, it's Campbell who's the favorite. But then again, that's just liability. And the book's saying we don't want any more Campbell because people bet what they want to see, and it was a great story how they closed. And then it's Ryan's 3-1. to one. Then it's McDaniel, which is lunacy. And then it's O'Connell at 8-1 to one yeah, at DraftKings Coach of the Year. It's similar to the MVP market right now, because there's no way, no how, Mahomes is the MVP of the league as we speak. He's a shorter shot on the board. It's like they, they don't want to take any action on Patrick Mahomes whatsoever. So anyway, that was the way that that game actually finished now – I never, ever want to see anybody get injured in the NFL. I never root for injury. The Saints were not going to get back in that game with Derek Carr as the quarterback. No. And, and he took a punishing hit. Yep. And that looked like that one's going to last for a long time. So I hope he's okay. But you're going to get the good, the bad, and the ugly every game with Jameis Winston. But I think because of the variance with that guy, I, I think you got to go with him moving forward. Yep. I'm I, with you. And guess what? Look how Alave came alive once Winston got in the game. He had done nothing, hasn't done much for the year with Carr. No rapport. Remember, Carr was yelling at him on the Thursday night game with the miscommunication. And then Winston comes in, going up and down the field. Uh, you're right with the couple interceptions, but they were in such a big hole as well because Minnesota had a 24-3 lead. So uh, does anybody want that division? Atlanta loses, the Saints lose, Tampa wins. That's nuts what's going on in the South. But the Vikings do it again, and Dobbs was, was great. And uh, what a story, because now you have Denver coming up. Like Paul Allen said Wednesday, this eight game, or Friday, excuse me, this team can win eight in a row. They could have an eight game winning streak here. You lose Cousins, you lose Jefferson, and and six and four, and they be in the playoffs. Okay, so yeah, it's at Denver next week on Sunday Night Football. They were before the the look ahead numbers, they were a small dog in that game. Denver was a very small favorite. Then they play the Bears at home. There's a bye week, and then they're at the Raiders. Certainly all winnable games. Who knows if they will take care of that. When Paul Allen came out of this last week, the voice of the Vikings, he said somewhere between the Denver and the Bears game is when he would expect Justin Jefferson to get back. Mm -hmm. So they're doing all of this without him and without Kirk Cousins. The defense is coming on. That was a blowout yesterday before the car injury, and then Winston brought him back into that game. So it's a great story. Uh, they're going to be a playoff team the way it looks in that in that division or in that conference, I should say. And unfortunately, somebody has to come out of the NFC South, like you said. Yeah, it's horrible. Yes, it is. But that was that was one of the finishes that did not even have a field goal at the end for the win. The Texans and the Bengals somehow came down to. I mean, now that that again another game, Paul. Or oh, shouldn't have been. Man, no, it's it's the a Houston total... tried to give that away. You're up ten with the ball with four minutes. It's a woodshed game. Oh. They finished with 544 yards. But because of the INT, because of another stop, here you get the Bengals 
deep inside Houston territory, and Joe Burrow has Tyler Boyd, Boyd wide open. Yep. Now it wasn't the it wasn't like a pitcher perfect pass, but he hits him in the hands, and Boyd, and we'll do more on this a little bit later on. Just again for their playoff lives, for maybe the division, for other bets, win totals, Burrow to win the MVP, all that kind of stuff, right? Boyd drops it, they lose. Stroud, awesome yet again. So I cannot, it, and I'll, again, I cannot get over how Boyd dropped that ball. Yeah, I can't get over the second down play. They ran a quarterback draw with Burrow. That didn't make any sense. Wait, what was that? I don't know. I thought they were just willing to, I, okay, they're going to play for overtime here? Yeah. Hey, Thursday's awesome. Huge game. Cincinnati at Baltimore. Cincinnati's 0-2 in the division and 1-4 and in conference play. That was a big loss. Yep, huge but loss I for know, the Bengals. But you know, Boyd's got to catch that, but it shouldn't have been in that position. Stroud has been Superman, but that was a, I don't know why you're throwing the ball there, but a horrible interception. I mean, up 10 with four minutes, it's, uh, as Chick Hearn would say, Jello's jiggling. I yeah. mean, this thing should be over. And and the Bengals come back and looks like they're going to win. But but just the, the drama. You also had the games running into each other because they yeah. were going so yeah. late that the 105 game started uh, uh, while well, these other games were still going on. Are you buying in the Stroud can actually win the MVP narrative that we're hearing? Yes. He was 130 to 1 last week. That's absolutely real. And when we do the pizza money bets, we had a lot look of people at, saying, guys, he's 130 to 1. Look at the numbers. Look what he's doing. Noah Brown and Schultz, those are his two go-to guys. Hank Dell. Yeah, right. Dell, look at the numbers he's putting up every week. You know, if you go, what he's done the last two games. I mean, if he continues to throw for 350 and they win, and they win this division or make the playoffs, he has to get a hard look. He's done a 35-1 to to Uh win the MVP. Nobody is wrapping their hands around this thing and running away with it. No, and I love Lamar, but come on, you're up 14 in the fourth quarter. You know, again, the pick six. Can't lose that game if you're Baltimore. They gave that away. They're up. They're up two scores three different times. Sure, and it's not like Watson did anything. Just uh, you score all those points and you get beat at home. Bad job. But uh, you're right. No one's running away with this. This no, is wide open. I think that that race is absolutely yeah. wide open. Uh, Ryan's is in the mix for coach of the year. Not the guy I would give it to today, obviously, as I said, but certainly he's done a, a great job. And you're right. I mean, how do the Ravens blow a 14 nothing, 24 nine, and a 31 17 lead? How does that happen? I know. Talk I about thought they're going to run them out. Oh, 17-3 right off the bat. You get the pick six to start the game. The, now, this is Ugh. a bet that I made and I kind of gave up on. The Browns can win the division. Yeah. They're, they're live to win the North, which is something, I mean, wow. I made that bet, uh, I don't know, a month or so ago. That's another team. You gave all that up for Watson. Dobbs is playing better than Watson. Yeah, Watson, he's not <laughs> you got, doing much. You, you had Dobbs. He was on the That's team. That's right. Cleveland got rid of him. Mm-hmm. So this is fascinating what's going on here. Crazy day of action. More finishes that uh, were nuts and down to the end. And uh, who is the actual MVP of the league? It's Follow the Money here on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters, the theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. 
I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. No better time of the year to be a sports better. Only VSIN Pro subscribers get all the tools to prep for college and pro games every week. Sign up today, get access to daily best bets with the leaderboard to see who has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving every game. Full VSIN Pro access, everything we do through May 1st for $120. VSIN.com slash subscribe. J E T S, just end the season, last 55 possessions. Two offensive touchdowns for the Jets. Yeah, I mean, they're talking about it last night during the broadcast, how had Zach Wilson stayed inbounds on that touchdown, what was a touchdown at first, scramble, and then it was called back, rightfully so. That would have ended, what, the 33 uh, straight drives without a touchdown? Yep. Straight that they had going on? Man. And that extended even deeper into the game, obviously. Yikes. Six. Uh, how about Rodgers? Tell Melissa Stark it could be back by December. Yeah. Well, you, you're going to be out of the race, though, so you just be playing out the string. Yeah, he's 25-1 to one now to win uh, comeback player of the I, year. I know. Yeah, I know. At this point, though, the way they keep losing games, why would he want to come back? That's you right. Know? And behind that offensive line. For sure. Which I, I kill Zach Wilson, but the, the offensive line's horrendous. And the scheme with Hackett. He's also in a tough situation at running Rodgers' offense. Yeah. Yeah. The offensive line is so bad. Yep. Yeah, and then that's I think the, the the most realistic thing that you can say about poor play is the O line play for a lot of these teams in the league, and we've talked about that a lot. Now the Steelers, this was a loser for me yesterday. I had the Packers team total over seventeen and under seventeen and a half. They scored nineteen points, had a missed extra point or a blocked extra point in the game. Otherwise, that game would have ended uh, Pittsburgh winning by three. They closed a three and a half point favorite, and the total was thirty seven and a half. I'm I'm surprised again. Here you go with the Steelers. They're six and three. They've been outscored 182 to 156 on the year. We had their three games over 500. Outgained in every game. Every, every single game doesn't matter. And somehow that defense made the Packers' offense look pretty decent yesterday. Yeah. Where did that come from? Love looked good, especially in the first half. Two teams that had done nothing in the first quarter and first half for over a month. And they go touchdown, touchdown to start the game. Stroud has more touchdown passes than Pickett in his career, by the way. Let that sink in. But 120 yards uh, by Pickett, and they win the game. So I, I just I can't believe what I'm watching. Just finding a way to win. <laughs> they get outgained in every game. Yeah, they ran Yet for six and three. Yeah, the Warren and uh, Harris combination uh-huh. had nearly 200 yards. They combined for a couple of touchdowns. And uh, Love did make some pretty decent passes in the game. I mean, that t- the second touchdown they scored, the pass to Reed, that was a really good touchdown pass overall. But I don't, I mean, he threw for 289 yards in the game. And it felt to me like Pittsburgh did as much as they could to give that game away. And yet the, the uh, Packers could not take it from them. Mm-hmm. Could not win. Yep. That's just who the Steelers are and what they do. And Mike Tomlin now has got to be, you know, it's smelling like a rose for Mike Tomlin today. Yep. Well, we'll find out, though. Uh, get back to me in two weeks because they play Cleveland and then they play Cincinnati both around the road. Yeah. So, But but then again, after that, there's some easy games. So as we talked about, uh, they're a below-average team, but they're, they're probably going to win nine games on accident. 
just because what's coming up on the schedule and they put themselves in a great position. Yeah. So you had, you had the Steelers minus three in the game. Uh-huh. You also liked the 49ers. Loved them. Now, that game, watching a lot of that game to me, and I know the score did not suggest this, that game felt to me like it was over in the second quarter. Yep. I mean, it was just, they right down the field, Brock Purdy looked really good, 296 yards, three touchdowns in the game. But, and by the way, the money that came in on the Niners, like all week long, they opened up two and a half, went to three, and even three wasn't strong. I mean, moved to three and a half at a lot of spots yesterday, and they allowed three points to that offense in Jacksonville. Probably the best team in football when, if, healthy. And I know he doesn't mean a lot to the point spread. Samuel, his value, immense to what he means to that team and to have him out there. And you just see, once they have everyone on the field and what that looks like, here's Kittle, here's McCaffrey, the streak's over, he finally doesn't score. We'll mix in a little Debo. They have so many guys, and it, but it comes back to if Purdy doesn't turn it over, they don't lose. Yep. When he turns it over, I don't care who you are, it's hard to win. So now people are all over Trevor Lawrence, you know, number one pick because he's still a bust. I, I'm not going to go that far. Uh, certainly hasn't lived up to the potential, but uh, they came in hot five in a row straight up in ATS. You are correct. It was over in the second quarter. Uh, very disappointing and discouraging. Only scored three points, but the acquisition of Young looks good at least for a week and putting the pressure on the quarterback and the heat with that front four. And that just looked, uh, that team needed the buy in the worst way. I would agree so with that. So now they should be able to take off now. And they have that two, that, bit, that big stretch coming up where they play Seattle twice in three weeks. Yeah, and that was uh, another, I would say, almost alarming performance by Lawrence in the offense because they have not really, for the most part this year, they have not clicked uh, the entire year. And, you know, based on what they did in the playoff game last year, the second half of the season, uh, adding Kelvin Ridley in the offseason, like, okay, now this is really going to, in, in year three, it's going to just take off like a rocket ship here for Trevor Lawrence. Hasn't yet, and we're halfway through the season now, and the defense had been playing really good, keeping them in games, helping them win a majority of those six games that they had before the game yesterday. But, I mean, when you're looking at Bosa and Young being completely healthy around the edge like that, Lawrence has like what 1.5 yeah. seconds to throw the ball. Mm. I mean, it's the, both, when both of those guys are coming across the edge and getting to you before you can blink, that's going to be a problem not only for that team yesterday, but for almost yep. every team on the uh, remaining schedule here for yep. the 49ers. That's they probably have the best A game. I mean, they beat Dallas 42-10. They beat Jacksonville 34-3. I mean, those are two playoff, likely two playoff teams. Yeah, and it's, well, it's especially last year too. So uh, that that's that's a hell of an A game by San Francisco. And think about what you said. McCaffrey's streak finally ended, but he he almost had 150 yards from scrimmage. Yeah, I so, love they were trying to get him a touchdown late. Oh, uh, they went for it on fourth down. And also, I would say, eh, careful with the potential injury here. Yeah, well, get him out of the game in a blow. But okay, but so he didn't score. Okay, Ayuk scored the first touchdown of the game. Debo on a run scored a long touchdown. George Kittle as a beast at tight end. I mean, just like again, that's as we talk about, so simple. Like they have four of the best weapons in football all on the same team. Yep. And every time you watch him, like, I don't know which guy's the best. I don't know who I would, like, game plan for. Excellent job. Look great. Total blowout. Very disappointed in Jacksonville. Yep, so am I. But that's, you know, that's how it goes in the league. Maybe the bye came at a bad time for them. They were hot. They were San Francisco had injuries. They were struggling. Jacksonville was hot. Yeah. And then they get the week off, and they come out with nothing. Somehow they survived that gauntlet of a schedule, playing in London twice, coming back, having a Thursday night game, won all those games, yet they get their bye, yep. and they come on and lay a complete dud. And also another game from yesterday that ended on a last-second field goal. It was the Lions-Chargers game, very entertaining. Uh, up and down the field they went. I would say that Dan Campbell is what it looks like when it works, and Bre- Dan Campbell is Brandon Staley. Or is who Brandon Staley wants to be. The problem is, did you notice like the play design and the calling yesterday by the Lions? It's a thing of beauty. Tony Romo was like in awe in the entire broadcast, as much of us were, I think, watching the game. And Ben Johnson, rest assured, he mm. can probably name his job next year if he wants it as a head coach. It's just it's art to work uh, to watch his team play, and that's who Brandon Staley wants to be. But they just they don't have it in them. They're not. Uh, they always have injuries. It's Keenan Allen or nothing with this offense. By the way, I can't believe he went for it on fourth and one, with ninety seconds left. It worked out good for him. But I mean, you kick the field goal, you go up three. Uh, but again, everything Campbell does works. Everything Staley does backfires. 
and then they get and, and that that's a good one for Chris Sims and uh, Bill Cower too on Frozen Caveman Lawyer. Mr. Take the points and don't in analytics. Teams were seven of eight in that game going for it, fourth and short. Huh? Seven of eight. Uh, but right, Herbert throws for 320 and four touchdowns in a losing effort. But we said St. Brown and Goff would eat up this charge. That's Staley again. It's your area of expertise. Worst pass defense in the league. There you go. Goff goes for 330. Uh, but then, but there was the one thing to go for, it, and then you sit on it, and you just settle for the 41-yard field goal, which was good, and you win. And uh, they're loving life, 7-2. and two. And the Chargers now, it just seems like it's going to be 9-8. and eight. And I don't think that's going to get you in when you look at all the tiebreakers so at the end of the year as well. But 9-8 nine, nine and eight might be a little bit aggressive as well because you can't stop anybody. And that you should be able to go to Lambeau and win. But with this outfit, who knows? Because the defense is so bad. What a one-two combo at running back with Gibbs and now Montgomery back. And he had a great yep. run yesterday for a touchdown. St. Brown, unguardable to this point. Huge game. And so that, uh, you know, it's going to be a fun race to the one seed in the NFC. Lions are going to win a lot of games. Sure they are. As you said, Campbell, uh, shorter shot in the board to win coach of the year. We talked about this in the first segment. Who's the MVP of the league? I still can't write off Jared Goff. Sorry, can't do it. No. He's like 30-1 to still. He never gets any love. Look at his game yesterday again. Nope, and everyone has a stinker. I know what happened in Baltimore, but that that, that happens. It's a lot long season. Sure. Everyone has a bad game. I mean, Mahomes won a game 17-9. Mahomes lost a game in Denver. They they couldn't do anything in that one, too. So, Look at Lamar Jackson yesterday. Great race, yep. I think Goff's name should be in the mix. Much shorter than 30-1. to one. Yeah. Well, the one seed would be huge there, though, too. Oh, no question. They can get the one seed, and that that's certainly in play. And they play Minnesota two of the last three games of the year. I'm uh, very happy for the fan base, and it was fun to see yesterday. They traveled well, and they repped that team very well in Los Angeles. Uh, up next, college football, a transaction that will cost nearly $100 million. Uh, we've seen this movie a good 15 times already in an opening point spread that I really like. This is Follow the Money on VSIN. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com. Check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? It's updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out future events as well. Betting splits, another way vsin's here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check it out every game, vsin.com. What a weekend again. And it started off with a bang in college yesterday with all the news, and you don't like when I say it, but... Hold on to these. Enjoy them. There's only two Saturdays left in the regular season of college football. Does anything go by uh, as fast as a college football yeah. regular season? Yeah, good call. Really, it's like less than three months. Quite sad. Yes, I know. How about the two Jimmies? <laughs> Jimbo and James. Gets, yep, I know. Too good. Now, are you? It's, too, it's a gift that keeps on giving. I didn't have to look at the spread. I can just say, oh, Franklin's playing a top 10 team? Okay, favorite and under. It's like, you don't have to sweat it. Yeah, you want, you want to bet that guy when he's laying 27 and a half yeah, right. to a weak competition, to a weaker team, because you know he's going to try to squeeze one in late to cover for the, uh, yep. uh, for the fan base and for the boosters. And uh-huh. then when they play a good team in the top five, pretty much no chance. Right, right. And then the garbage touchdown just tries to make it look respectable, but, you know, means nothing at the end. So it was just uh, absolutely hilarious. And my entire ugly is all about Penn State. Okay, I'll give you one here. So everybody knows about Michigan not throwing the football in the second half. Yeah, 32 plays in a row. Think about that for a second. Yeah, how bad does it get? They ran the football 32, but... The ultimate sign of disrespect. Your offense is so bad, and you can't move the ball. We're going to run it 32 times in a row. Mm-hmm. By the way, McCarthy's out of the Heisman race and slow down with the NFL talk. But yeah. 32 but times he, he in cannot, a row they he run the ball. The Heisman. No, not with that performance. No, there's no way. How about this tweet? This is going to knock your socks off. This is from Nick Baumgartner. The last two years versus Penn State. Folks, again, this is uh, we're talking about power five teams here. And Penn State has been a top five, top 10, top 15 team now for a while. And her Franklin just can't win the big game. Last two years against Penn State, Michigan ran the ball 101 times for 645 yards and seven touchdowns. That is just such an insult to that program, yep. you know what we're going to do every single time 
we're on offense, and every time that we snap the ball, and you basically can't do anything about it. And even if you do, we don't care because your offense will not score. Yep. Yep. And there it is. Evan Abrams. Look at this. They gave this guy $75 million. 1-15 against top five teams. 3-22 and 22 against top 10 teams. What are you doing? To tie it in with the two gyms. What are, let him go. Oh, he has leverage. He might take another job. Let him go. This is ridiculous. You cannot pay a guy this kind of money with that record. That's embarrassing. And the offense that they're running and decision he makes, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It goes back to a couple years ago. It was, two, it was 2020 with Jimbo. It was 2021 with Franklin. Oh, the USC's job's open. Oh, he might go. I had Penn State people tweet the show saying, eh, I wouldn't. Go ahead. Go ahead. Fine. Bye. And you, you, you turned that into leverage and gave him a 10-year extension. Yes. These programs are out of their minds for doing this. Look at this play. Look at this. Now, what is this? What is this? This is the two-point conversion. Look at the formation. Come on, guys. It's Mickey Mouse, Paul, is what it is. That's, it, you know what that is? That's desperation right there. That's all it is. We're going to see if we can catch him off guard. We're going to get as creative as we possibly can. We think we have like a gimmick that won't be stopped. They're not going to know how to defend this. Yada, yada, yada. Awful. Yeah, it's the same thing over and over again. You beat up on the bad teams, and when you have to play someone good, Bingo. or you play the big boys, at least with Michigan and Ohio State, you just get your lunch handed to They're you. They're the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, absolutely, but that is just that is just atrocious. Yeah. That is unbelievably bad that you can have one, you're one in 15 against top five schools. So there you go. Again, you didn't have to look at the point spread you said. You, no. you knew that you were going to like Michigan, so just betting against Penn State comes through again in a big situation like that. Uh, are you... Okay, as a booster, paying Jimbo Fisher's buyout price? Well, yeah, they want to win, and they think they should compete for national titles. So it's, uh, you know, that they have that money in their uh, cushions. They're back at the couch, so. I mean, I can't relate uh, to no that. I mean, there. few oh, people no. can. Like, okay, we have so we have more money than God. Yep. You are basically burnt. It's just going out back, starting a bonfire with $100 million. Yep, well, they doubled down on stupid. They gave them the big deal, and then... He had leverage. They he went nine and one in the in the COVID year, and they thought he was going to take the LSU job. Another example. So then it's one thing. This is all time bad. They give him all that money in the hundred million dollar contract with the seventy to eighty million dollar buyout. Also, he can still go out and get another job, and it's not offset. He still gets paid from A and M no matter what. So for the next eight years. He's one of the top 20 highest paid coaches in college football not to coach. Why would he get another job? So, yeah, just to, retire. To yeah, do ranches. Why, yeah, well, that guy. I mean, it's just that guy. And that's another one. To agree for, to that big of a buyout for him, for anybody, no. but for him, like, wh- how is that? These people, again, are like, in theory, helping run an institution here. Right? What is it? 22, 25 millions due in the next 90 days? Yes. Something like they, that? They got to come up with ah, basically $30 million. I'm throw up. But that's so another it's, one. It's, We're like Florida State's like, all right, go ahead. They did the right thing. You want to go? Go. Wait, wait, what's, yeah. well, you know, let, let's just go ahead. It's not that big of a deal. We'll, we'll reassess and we'll bring someone else in and then look what they're doing now with Norvell. So took a little bit, but here they are with an excellent chance to make the playoffs. And now AM's regretting the not one but two deals that they gave Jimbo. Sure. You know, it's like Charlie Weiss. I'm like, why are you in a rush to extend these guys? They have no leverage, some of them. I mean, let it play out. Oh, the Jimbo guy had a Fisher. Great year. I mean, the guy had one good year. Right. And you think, oh, okay, well, he might take the LSU job. We have to give him $100 million. Jimbo Fisher never should have had leverage, and they should have realized that, but they thought, uh oh, it is a really nice season here. We don't want to lose him in our own conference to a team that's going to pay him that much money. We have the funds and he's putting together unbelievable recruiting classes. So if he can make it work on the football field, okay, now we're going to have a guy that can compete. Texas A&M, they, I mean, they think, boy, oh boy, the ego on this program, right? Oh, good point. It's a delusional fan. They absolutely think they're right there with the upper crust of college football. You've never been that. Great call. You had one year, one fluke year with Manziel. And that's their, I believe that's their one double digit win season this century. Yep. Who do you think you are? Yeah. I mean, it's just such false optimism. It's unbelievable to me that you would be okay lighting that much money on fire when now, again, that's going to cost you $77 million for him. 
What about the rest of the staff? And then, oh, by the way, what are you going to pay the guy to take over for Jimbo? Because by, if you want to improve and go to the next level, you're going to have to pretty much match the next guy coming in what you gave Jimbo. It's going to have to be a huge contract. Why would well, Dan Lanning leave Oregon for anything less than what Jimbo ever got I know. from Texas A&M? Yeah, this will be over a $100 million transaction when it's all said and done. When you have to pay everyone in that staff and bring in the new guys, and yeah, absolutely. So do you trust them to hit it out of the park? Well, I, I, I don't know. No, to you hit know, it out of the a, park, no. Uh, who, who knows what direction they're going to go? And, and who you, But everyone's in play because you have that kind of money. So you know, Lanning... Uh, you know, uh, DeBoer at Washington. All these guys are in play. Ken Orlovsky said Dion should be in the mix. Oh, come on. Come on now. They're four and six. Hey, what is, that's ridiculous. Well, no. Be in that's, the same spot in, in a couple years. So, no, but, Col- well, Col- but Colorado had, I mean, four and six actually not that bad of a season okay. for Colorado. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But you think it's awful? He's doing a horrible job, X's and O's standpoint. Paul. He has to apologize to the fan base after every game. I understand where they were, but That's... you want to talk about to pay that guy that much money, he's going to turn around the A&M program. There's a lot of uh, I understand question that. marks about Dion. not to mention he demoted his OC for no reason. No, I understand the on-the-field stuff. I've crushed the guy. The stuff at the half against Oregon State was laughable. Here's the thing. You've paid out now with the NIL so much money for these kids to come in. Does Dion need as much money NIL? to get these recruits to come and play. Deion Sanders takes over Texas A&M. Kids are going to flock to go play for him. Yeah. I mean, it just it's a it's gonna, it well, could be the same thing over and over. It no. could be Deion Sanders could be Jimbo Fisher. He can get whatever recruit he wants. Can he make it work on the field? Probably not. He probably not. Right, Unlikely. Right. Well, that go to, but getting tied in this this must stop. These insane buyouts, these insane contracts have to stop. Yes. Unless you're a Saban, unless you you and they're kicking themselves. They had success though. They have the two titles. But how do you think Clemson fans feel? I mean, that guy's buyout's like $60 million, too, and he makes $11 million a year. They run a Mickey Mouse high school offense. So unless you're the Sabans of the world and you're some of the guys who do it year in, year out, you can't pay that kind of money. You can't do it. Yeah, here's the game that I bet on the openers yesterday. Washington is going to lose this weekend. Oh, they wow. Op- they opened up a two-point favorite at Oregon State, went down to pick. I, I tried grabbing. you got to be so fast. I tried grabbing two. It went to pick by the time I tried to bet it. I didn't take it. It moved back to Washington one. I took Oregon State plus one. All right. Hope they get there. That's uh, going to be a great game. And that excellent job in the second half by the Washington defense. Game day should be there. I don't know what happened in the first half, but uh, another huge win for that program. And Penix was great. And just them dropping the ball oh. at the two. Oh I live and God. breathe. Huskies are losing that game. Win lose up next. A twenty to one shot came in on the money line yet again. Paulie with the details next here on Veasan. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of MoviePhone. The studios didn't really control the theaters, the theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hermosi, Layla Hermosi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. Always surprises and always some big tickets cash. Lowest scoring team, Jacksonville. 20 to 1. Hello. Three lousy points at home. Highest scoring team, Dallas. 5 to 1. Lowest scoring game, Bucks and Titans. 6 to 1. The books didn't use the Germany game. Highest scoring game, Lions Chargers. 4 to 1. Back and forth. Back going forth. Fourth down. Fantastic. First touchdown, Ravens with the pick six right off the bat. 9 to 1. Most passing yards, Dak Prescott. 15 to 1. Most receiving yards. What a race this was. Cooks, Lamb, St. Brown. It's Keenan Allen. You are correct. Who else are they throwing to? Nobody. That's him. That was, but uh, got to stop it, though. Six to one. Most rushing yards. Singletary, 40 to one. What happened to the Bengals' defense? No kidding. Everyone went off for Houston in that game. Because remember, Brown had a big game as well for Houston. Brown's in play as high as 12 to one. Remember, they were down two scores three times. I mean, it's 17-3 Baltimore early. They led by 14 in the fourth. How do you lose that game? Texans money line plus 210. The gift that keeps on giving, LSU. 14 straight overs and 17 of 18. Don't care what the number is. LSU over. UNLV gets it done again Friday night. They're 9-1 ATS. They can win this conference. I can't believe it. They go to Air Force Saturday. Vandy. 1-10 ATS, routed at South Carolina. Iowa Hawkeyes, the five lowest totals in the last 30 years in college football have been Iowa games. All of them have gone under. 27 and a half, no problem. 22 nothing. They get there again. Well, by the they, way, I, I can't. I can't look away. I have to. It's a, it's a car crash. I bet they have two more games left. The game almost went over because of a crazy like fourth quarter. Uh huh. Yep. East Carolina plus two seventy five. Surprise Florida Atlantic. Northwestern plus three fifty. Beat Wisconsin on the road. Sam Houston State plus two fifty. Beat Louisiana Tech. Arizona State plus four fifty. One at UCLA. UCLA couldn't move the ball. Hawaii plus 850. Air Force loses back-to-back games as a 19-point favorite. They might not go over their win total now, which was 8.5. They were 8-0. If they lose to uh, UNLV this week, it comes down to their game against Boise. That's that's right. Golden Boy in Circa Survivor used all 10 entries on the Bears Thursday night. Now that's stones right there. That is guts. Premier League. Sheffield United, Brighton draw, plus 550. Wolverhampton, plus 210, beat Tottenham. Bournemouth, 3-1, beat Newcastle. UFC, Emmers by knockout, plus 450. Gordon by knockout, 6-1 to to win in round one, 7-1. It happened again. Borchev, Sadikov, draw, 80-1. Back-to-back UFC cards, we've had a draw. Andrade, the, a female fight, uh, KO, 5-1. Round two finish. 13 to 1. It didn't stop in college basketball. Canisius over the weekend, 6 to 1. Surprise St. Bonnie's. Monmouth, 10 to 1. Beat West Virginia. Pacific plus 475. Beat Cal. Nichols State, 20 to 1. I think they were 22 point dog. They beat LSU. Davidson, 5 to 1. Beat Maryland. Subscribe, be part of the team. VSIN.com, our radio and podcast friends. You always want to see these tweets and videos. 
Andre put this up later at Paulie Does Vegas on Instagram. This is from Justin. This is my dog, Sky. We would charge our ring camera on the nightstand, face it against the wall. But I fell asleep with a cookie on the nightstand. Pickable. Guy comes in. The dog comes in and takes the cookie off the nightstand. Oh, nothing will get by. Nope, little treat there. Sure. You fell asleep? Yeah, it's my time to get in here. There's a dog coming in on the ring camera, coming in stealing the cookie. That is awesome. And I don't know what it is about French bulldogs, but look at here's the the bulldog skateboarding again. Put it down. Who is that? Are my glasses on? Is that Tony Hawk? I mean, look at the guy coming in here. No problem. All right. Use the right paw. Get the little head start. I'm out at the park. Not a care in the world. Huh? Got the little outfit on. <laughs> Great. That is awesome. Excellent job. Lose some. Oh, Mac Jones. One in 15 ATS last 16 as a dog. Oh, he is what so is bad. That? I know. Well, so The interception was so bad he got benched. Do you blame Belichick for doing that? Uh, at the time, he was curious. Uh, it's, just put Cunningham in there. See what happens. A&M missed state under. 44 and a half down to 40. Not even close. A&M gets it themselves. Utah, Washington under. I bet it under right away. I mean, it was windy. You had the elements and all those points. Only 11 combined points in the second half, but my 35-28 Washington. Texas State plus one and a half went off the favorite. Lost to Coastal Carolina. One lose some. Again, a Bulldog video. I love it. Can't get enough. Look how tired is this guy, right? On a face play. Easy, Ooh. big fella. Easy. Oh, okay. I'm okay. What what happened, yeah, right? Yeah. He, he, fall, he fell asleep standing up. He was so bad. You know, ass over tea kettle. Oh, Tim Burr. Right? Look at the other guy. But he comes over. Saw, hey, yeah, guy. He saw it coming. Hey, you okay? Yeah, yeah. What? Wake up. You all right, buddy? You going to make it? Bad for the books. Look ahead line. Dallas was nine and a half. But then Danny DeVito was in there. Up to 18. He had like 50 yards passing before the last drive. Wow. I think he had he had more rushing yards than passing yards late in the game. And I know and they got the garbage touchdown. I know people who bet Giants team total under. That was a fun one to lose. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That was ridiculous. They called all three timeouts with yes. two minutes left. Of course. They wanted to see if they could get something to get uh, on the final drive. Terrible by Dable. Good point. Texans from eight and a half down to five and a half. Colts plus one went off the favorite. Beat the Patriots. Saints Vikings over. 38 and a half up to 41. And the Lions plus one and a half went off a three-point choice. Got a couple bad beats. Tottenham, plus 130 and under two and a half against Wolverhampton. 1-0 Tottenham in the 91st minute. They give up two. Two. Wolverhampton scores in the 91st and the 97th minute. And Canucks Canadians under six and a half. 3-1 Vancouver with 90 seconds left. Three goals. Two empty net by Vancouver. And the team total with the Giants. That was last night. That was last night. What are you doing, Dable? Get out of there. That was like, what was that, like a 15-play drive? And you call yes. three timeouts like this, to make it 49-17, whatever it yeah, was? Yeah, for like 75 yards. Come on. Is, is that going to be some sort of moral victory moving forward? How? Don't forget DraftKings. New customers bet $5 and pocket 200 bonus bets. All customers get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app. Use promo code FOLLOW when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook. Crown is yours. Which is the worst beat then? Tottenham plus 130, under 2.5, with a 1-0 lead, 91st minute, or what happened last night in the Canucks hockey game? Again, that's... I, I'd say I'd say Tottenham because you have the empty net scenario. So Also, but it's 3-1, 90 seconds to go. Yeah, well, you shouldn't give up... Wolverhampton has problems scoring. You shouldn't yeah. give up two. You shouldn't give up two. No, that, that should never, Seven ever happen. Minutes. But You're also, like, out. you don't know how tricky it's going to be with the added time. Yeah, ah, let's go six minutes here. Yeah, oh, really? Why are we playing the 101st minute then yep. all of a sudden, some yep. of these games? Yep. But 3-1 hockey, less than two yeah. minutes? How good was Man City-Chelsea? Woo! I hope you guys were watching that other than the, the uh, Germany football game. 4-4? Four, four, back and forth? Great great match with Chelsea and Man City. Well, the, what happened in Germany again? Uh, another game that goes over to Europe and has no chance of uh, going over. We talked about that on Friday. Yeah. Because of the Colts and the games that they have been involved in this year, and they were one of the best teams at going over the total, some crazy games happened. I mean, the Browns game comes to mind, some others as well. Because of that, you were going to get a juiced-up Patriots team total as well. That was going to be hovering around 20 because of the total in the game. Yep. And then the, the, the Jet game goes under. 
Primetime unders are now 77% this year. Yeah, 22 and 7, <laughs> I think. So now you want Cunningham. I thought you were going all in on Zappy last year. Well, that was last year. I mean, he, oh. he, he can't play either, so might as well throw Cunningham in there. And see. And plus, you might as well tank at this point, too, if you know England. I don't know what Arizona's doing. They won the game. Arizona completely blew this now. I have that in uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly today as well. Oh, God. I don't, I don't get it at all. Yeah, what's the it's baffling? Are they going to answer questions this week about the overall like philosophy and the game plan for the rest of this year? Because they really need to be grilled on this. Like so, like talking to the head coach and the well, more specifically the GM. It's got to be asked. Like, so you you want to win five six games? Is that what you want to do? The bear. Do people realize that the Bears are going to be able to control the entire draft? That's possible. It looks like that. Yeah. You, you set this up beautifully. Anyone who gave you a chance to win, you got rid of. Ah, Dobbs, too good. Get rid of him. You know, McCoy, get him out of here. Yep. And now you put Murray in, you're going to win games now. This is VSIN's Follow the Money on the DraftKings Network. Plenty more coming up today, including Gojo, Dan Lebetard, and Ross Tucker. And here at the network, Paulie and I work with the sharpest betting experts in the business. You can check out all of our best analysis on the website, which is VSIN. A Monday Night Football preview is up next. Agree or disagree, one major outlet has him as the highest-ranked QB in the league this year. Details on that next. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.